Welcome to the Dreadcast. I'm Donovan Dread. In this episode, we're going to hear stories from six different people describing their very odd and strange encounters with the supernatural. But before we get into the stories, check out dreadsarmy.com for daily news of the strange and weird. Now here's the stories. Hi, Donovan. Believe it or not, I just subscribed to your channel a few weeks ago. I was actually listening to one of your longer episodes when this happened. So last week, I visited a friend of mine who lives in Texas. I was driving to his house, and it was about 4 p.m. when I left my house. His house was about six hours from mine. So this happened at night around 9 p.m. when I was about an hour away from his house. It was a very clear night with no clouds in the sky. As I got closer to my friend's house, I noticed that there were some trees on the side of the road that had been recently cut down. The trees were still laying on the ground, so there wasn't much room for cars to pass through without getting close to them. There was also a creek on that side of the road and a large field on the other side of the road. The field was surrounded by woods, but not as thick as they were further back from the road. I drove past the trees and then slowed down just because there wasn't that much room. As soon as I passed the trees, something jumped out in the middle of the road. It was a tall, dark figure standing, facing away from me. Whatever it was, it was huge. I thought it was a person at first, but my headlights stopped working as soon as it jumped out in front of me. They just completely died. I didn't know if something had happened with my car or if this thing was doing something to me. I tried to turn my lights on again, but they didn't work. My car radio started making all these weird noises, and my cell phone was all scrambled and pixelated. All of these things were happening within seconds of each other, so there wasn't much time for me to react or think about what might be going on around me. The next thing that happened is this tall figure turned around and stared at me right in my car. There was enough moonlight that I could see the outline of this figure, but I couldn't make out any features. At this point, I just floored it and went straight towards this thing. I was so scared that I didn't know what else to do. I don't remember anything else until I woke up in my car. The first thing I noticed was that the sun was coming up and it was about 6 a.m. My car had stopped running and was parked on the side of the road. I tried to start my car, but it wouldn't start. It just kept turning over, but never did start. After a few minutes of trying this, I got out my USB jumper kit that I got on Amazon. Thank God I got that thing. I was able to jumpstart my car and I drove the next one hour to my friend's house. After I got my cell phone plugged in and charged, because it was completely dead, I saw that my friend had texted me 20 times and called me about a half a dozen times. I finally called him and told him what had happened. I had a screaming headache too. I'm not sure what happened that night, but I just completely blacked out after I saw that thing. What do you think this could have been? There was no damage to my car. It seemed to have some type of electrical interference or something. Anyways, I think I'll be staying out of Texas for a while. I'm a personal assistant in Waco, Texas. It is a great place to live, and if you're looking for some awesome weather and outdoor adventure, this is definitely a good place to be. The day that this happened, I was planning to do just that, head out for a hike after work. I just got done meeting with a few clients and my day ended a bit early, 
so I completely called it a day. I was planning to meet my friend Susan at a nearby trailhead, and we were going to do a late afternoon hike. I went back to my office and changed my clothes and called her to let her know I was ready when she was. It would take us both about 20 minutes to get to the park, and when I got there, she was already there waiting for me in the parking lot. We walked our normal loop through the park, starting off on one of our favorite trails. As I look back on it in retrospect, I remember that something didn't seem right that day. But at the time, I just pushed those thoughts out of my head and distracted myself by talking to her. She and I were in deep conversation. At one point, we stopped and looked at each other as this crazy noise cut through the air. It was a noise unlike anything either of us have ever heard before. We stood there listening for a few minutes, but when it didn't happen again, we continued on. We eventually ended up in a nice clearing and stopped to have a bite to eat. We made sure to take the trash out with us as to not litter in the area, but it always did make me nervous that opening food could attract animals to us. We continued our walk and everything was still and quiet, which was really peaceful at the time. Looking back, there were no forest sounds at all at this point which now, knowing what I know, kind of makes sense. From there, we hiked a bit further, but made sure we didn't stay too long as it was getting close to sunset, and it would be easy to get lost in this area of the park after nightfall. We started heading back towards our car, and that's when we heard this shrill scream again. But just like before, it didn't repeat itself. Even still, the sound it made made me nervous, and we picked up our pace and continued to head back the way we came. It was now dusk and Susan pointed out what she thought might be an eagle's nest high above the trees. Luckily, I had my zoom lens with me so we could get a closer look. And sure enough, it was. She was really into looking at it, but I was still feeling creeped out by the screams that we heard and told her I wanted to keep moving along back towards the car. So then, as we headed back, we began to smell something really foul coming from the path ahead of us. She said it was probably just a skunk, but this didn't smell like a skunk to me. It was a really foul odor. I was thinking it might be a fox, a deer, or even a coyote carcass. We made a left turn at the fork in the path when we spotted a huge dead tree. That was our landmarker that we were close and on the final path that would take us back to our cars. And this is when I really noticed that something wasn't right. I felt a change in the air and all of the movement in the forest stopped and it got quiet. Susan also noticed it, and even made a mention of how the air seemed to change. Now my brain was getting all frazzled, and I kept thinking of the horror stories in my head. We literally started jogging at this point and reached a clearing in the woods when we heard more sounds. They were so loud and so obvious with all the other silence in the woods. But these noises sounded like branches snapping off of trees as if they were being pushed over by something coming closer to us. And that's when I saw it. Well, we both saw it. The creature stood so tall, at least a foot or two taller than us, and had this pale white skin all over its body. It had these huge black eyes that looked like someone ripped its eyeballs out of its socket. And it had this really wide mouth. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I couldn't understand what I was seeing. Susan grabbed me and pulled me behind a tree to hide, but it was too late. The creature had seen us and began coming towards us. 
but in this zombie-like stumbling way. Luckily, Susan always carries mace with her, and she aimed it and sprayed it towards this creature. It startled the creature, which reared up its head and let out this shrill scream, the exact scream that we heard before. I was completely frozen in my tracks. I was sure we were about to be attacked, but before I could say or do anything, it turned off the path and fled into the woods. Susan and I were speechless. All we could do was look at each other until she yelled run and we both bolted to our cars. We both later agreed that we feel we had been lucky to escape with our lives. I was never a believer in monsters before, but this changed me completely. That experience happened several years ago, and it still haunts me to this day. Susan and I still go hiking, but we haven't been back to that area since the incident. She now actually carries a pistol, and we never go hiking close to dusk or dawn. A few months back, I bought myself a drone. I'm a videographer for sporting events and weddings and birthdays, anything of that nature. I figured I could use the drone footage in various videos that I made for everybody. I even got my drone license, which you need if you're going to use the footage for commercial use. I started going around the town and got footage of the neighborhood around my house. I got office buildings and local schools, whatever I could get. Plus, it was also good practice to get an idea how to use it, how far it can go and all that. The idea of getting all the footage was so I could have some footage ready for whatever assignment I might need it for. And I always love those big epic shots you see in the movies. One of my friends suggested flying the drone from a trail you can drive along with your car. The trail has a beautiful panoramic view of the city. I agreed that that would be the perfect place to get some footage. The GoPro I had at the time recorded pretty well at night, so I was planning on getting some night shots as well. One weekend, she and I headed up there to get the shots. We were there from about 3 p.m. until it got dark. I had an app on my phone that streamed the drone's footage. That way I could see what was happening and maneuver it better. My friend would hold up the phone and I would handle the drone but I did let her fly it around a little bit to get acquainted with it. It had gotten dark and my friend was handling the drone while I was holding the phone so she could see where she was going. We were talking about how to best maneuver it when she squinted her eyes and said she could see someone in the tree line far below us. I looked at the phone and was surprised to see she was right. It looked like a man wandering off the trail. We looked at each other and wondered what he was doing down there. From what we could tell, he was huge. In those days, you couldn't go too far with my drone without losing its signal, so she didn't try to go out too far to get a better look. I asked her for the drone remote, but by the time I grabbed it, the figure was gone. We started making up random stories to explain why that guy was out there. Maybe he was a hermit, or maybe he was lost, or someone living in the woods. We made plans to go out again the next weekend to get more footage of the mountain and some shots of the town, whatever interesting angles we could get. A part of me hoped that we would see that huge guy again. I wanted to see what he was up to. The next weekend rolled around and we headed to the trail again. This time we went a little further along the trail to get a better view of the woods below. It was the same time of day as last week. And sure enough, about an hour after it got dark, we saw that strange figure again. 
We had a bit more range in the drone this time, so we began to track his path. Whenever he started to get out of range, we would drive a little bit further along the trail. We followed him all the way to a dead end. My friend asked if we could bring the drone closer to the man. I figured, why not give it a shot? I had it hover and move slowly along the tree line below. At this point, we had lost sight of him. After about 10 minutes of searching, we found him again. He was hunched over, deeply involved in something on the ground. The picture quality wasn't the best, but he looked like he was naked. The drone hovered around him a bit. He didn't move or anything, and I tried to get a bit closer when he suddenly flinched and stood up. That's when I realized we were not looking at a human. This creature was way bigger than we previously thought. He stared down at the camera as it hovered below his head. It was pretty dark, but the feed on my phone showed something sort of like an ape, but built more like this massive weightlifter or bodybuilder. It was totally covered in hair. The more my friend and I looked at it, the more we were convinced that it wasn't a man. This thing grabbed the nearby rock and threw it at the drone with such force that it brought it down. When it hit the forest floor, the feed cut out completely. We heard a scream. Not a human scream, but more of a primal sound, like the sound you would hear from an ape, along with these stomping noises. Next, we heard the sound of footsteps, like heavy thuds. Then they quickly disappeared. I had no intention of heading into the woods in the dark, especially knowing that this thing was out there. We decided instead to head home and try to retrieve the drone the next day when it was light. The next day we returned and while hiking through the woods, there was an awful smell in the air. It was distant but distinct. After some time, we did find the drone which had been completely destroyed. The SD card was broken and every part of it was smashed to bits. I'm sure that no one would have believed what we saw anyway, even if we had footage of it. The footage we did have was pretty grainy. So we never saw the animal clearly, but we could tell that it was unlike any other animal that we've ever seen. If we felt our footage was proof of a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch, most people would have written it off as a man or even a mutant forest animal. I've thought the same thing, but the sounds we heard were not sounds humans could easily replicate. We never bothered telling people about it, but we knew what we saw. A huge hairy figure that towered even among the trees. It was definitely not a man, but trying to tell anyone that, most people would assume that what we saw was a bear and that our eyes had played tricks on us thinking it was larger than it really was. But what really convinced us was when we found the drone. The drone had been completely smashed into the dirt. All around it were footprints, huge footprints. The prints were similar to a man's but longer and wider than any foot I've ever seen. We know what we saw. Since that day, I've been saving up my money, hoping that that creature didn't take off to another forest, hoping that maybe, just maybe, I will get some clear footage of it someday. Hi, Donovan. I'm a cop in the state of Oklahoma. I've been a cop for about 10 years, and I'm not going to tell you my name or exactly where I work for obvious reasons. I was working the night shift, which is from 3 p.m. till 11 p.m. It was about 9.30 p.m. and I was driving down a road that is heavily wooded on both sides. 
The trees are very tall and thick, so it's hard to see through them at night. There's no streetlights in this area because it's a pretty rural area. As I approached this intersection, I saw something standing in the middle of the road about 50 yards ahead of me. Since there were no streetlights and it was very dark out there, and all I could see was something standing in the middle of the road with its arms stretched out like it was trying to stop traffic or something. As I got closer to this thing, I realized that it wasn't human. It had long black hair covering its body, and its face looked like a wolf's face with big pointed ears sticking up from its head. It stood upright on two legs like a man, but it had these huge feet and hands with claws on them. It also had a very muscular upper body. This thing surprised me so much that I slammed on my brakes and stopped right in the middle of the road. I sat there for a few seconds trying to figure out what it was, but I had never seen anything like that before. As I sat there, it turned around and looked right at me. It seemed to be surprised that I had stopped because it took a couple steps towards my patrol car as if it was going to come after me. That's when I realized that this thing didn't want me to see it. But there was not much I could do at this point because I'm sitting there in the middle of the road and it's walking towards my car. I got out of my patrol car and drew my weapon. I shot it three times, twice in the chest and once in the head. I only grazed its head though, but my shots were dead center on this thing's chest. It lets out this very strange and odd yell like it's screaming but sucking air at the same time. Then it takes off running into the woods. It started running on its hind legs, but after a few strides, it got down on all fours. I could see it stumbling into the woods. I knew I injured it badly. I could see a blood trail leading from the road to the woods, but I wasn't about to go after it in those thick woods. I radioed in for backup and explained the situation. Boy, that was a weird conversation with dispatch. They sent a team out to look for this thing. After I went back to the station to process some paperwork, my shift ended and I drove home for that night. I can tell you that I was wired when I got home. Obviously, I've never been in a situation like that before, and I just kept replaying the entire incident in my head over and over again. It was about 3 a.m. before I finally went to sleep that night. I was thinking about it so much before I went to bed that I actually had a dream about it too. Only in my dream I shot at it and it kept coming towards me. Then with one of its claws it swiped across my chest and made this huge gash. I was bleeding out really bad and I felt like I was going to die and then I woke up. So the next day I wake up around noon because I didn't get to sleep until so late that night. It was actually the morning. As I was getting ready for work, I texted one of my friends who was on the team that went out to try to retrieve this thing. I asked him, did you guys retrieve that wolf? There was no answer. After an hour goes by, still no answer. I thought it was a little odd because he always answers me back. Now he works the graveyard shift, but he's typically up by 2 p.m. every day because we text all of the time. So later that day I went into work and I was following up with one of my fellow officers and he told me that they recovered this thing and halfway through the FBI came in 
and took the creature off site. Now he wasn't on the team that my buddy was that recovered the animal, but he told me that it was some type of large wolf that was domesticated. The team that went out and recovered the animal was also debriefed. They were instructed not to discuss the details related to this thing to anyone. Sure enough, as I'm walking down the hall, my boss pulls me into his office and said, I have a 3.30 meeting with someone from the FBI. It's 3.15 and I can see in one of our conference rooms a few men dressed in suits talking to the chief of police. When he exits, they signal for me to come over and then they start asking me what happened last night. Why I fired my weapon. What did I see? What time did it occur? Basically, every little detail we went over and over and over. They told me the same thing that it was some large wolf that somebody was keeping as a pet in the area. They also told me not to discuss this with anyone and that they would be handling any press or media going forward. Obviously, I knew this wasn't just some wolf that somebody kept as a pet. This thing was massive, and I mean massive. It stood upright like a human does. Wolves don't have claws like this thing had. And they don't look like a silverback gorilla in the upper body. But something told me I should just go along with what they were saying, politely agree, and move on with my business. So after my discussion with them, I finally got a text back from my friend. And he said, did you have your meeting? I responded, yes. Do you want to go get some coffee later? He named the location of our usual spot and the time, and shortly after, we met up for some coffee around 5 p.m. I asked him, what is going on? What exactly is that thing? He said that it took five of them to haul it out of the woods, and it had to be at least 400 pounds. He went on to tell me that someone called somebody at the FBI because they arrived halfway through the extract and took over. They loaded this creature into a black van, and that's the last that he saw of it. This entire thing was so surreal, I couldn't believe it was happening in my small town. It just goes to show you that you never really know what's going on out there. Hi, Donovan. I work in law enforcement in the state of Wyoming. I've been on the job for over 15 years and have seen a lot of things. I was working as a patrol officer in the middle of Wyoming when I got the call about a possible domestic disturbance in an old farmhouse. It was called in by a nearby neighbor that some commotion and screaming was going on at the farmhouse. When we arrived, there were no cars in the driveway or around the property, so we assumed that it was just another false report. We knocked on the door and rang on the doorbell, but nobody answered. We decided to go around back to see if anybody was out there. As we walked around back, I noticed that all of the windows were covered with newspaper and tape, like someone didn't want any light getting inside or anyone looking in. We went to walk up to one of the windows when something caught our eye near one of the trees that lined up against one side of the house. There was what looked like a mannequin hanging from one of its arms from a tree branch, about 10 feet off the ground, but it looked different than any other mannequin that I've seen before. It had long black hair, it was painted white for its skin, and had very red eyes. This mannequin also had fangs mounted on its mouth. 
It looked like it was wearing a black dress with white lace around the bottom of it. My partner and I both looked at each other and said, what the hell is that? My partner said, I don't know, but it sure is freaky. We went up to the window and could see through a small sliver through the newspaper that was covering up the window. When I looked in that window, I saw about 10 mannequins positioned all over the family room in odd poses wearing these crazy outfits and they all had fangs mounted to their mouths and their eyes were painted red. My first thought was what type of serial killer are we dealing with here? We couldn't really do anything because it's not against the law to have weird mannequins dressed up in your family room, but it sure was weird. We had to leave the scene after we tried knocking a few more times. We never heard anything coming from the inside. I'm sure whoever was there probably had video cameras on the outside of the house and we just didn't see any. About two weeks later, we come to find out that the feds were tracking this guy and charged him with human trafficking and murder. He would kidnap people off the street and bring them to his farmhouse and torture them for days. He would then sell them or murder them. He was doing this for years and nobody knew. The guy was a real freak. I've never seen anything like that before. I'll never forget it as long as I live. I can still see those mannequin red eyes in my mind to this day. I had a good friend who did really well for himself. He lived on a huge ranch near the mountains of Wyoming. There's a lot of wildlife in that area. Deer, bear, that kind of thing. One year, he needed to go on a trip out of the country for a couple of weeks and needed someone to watch over his house, water the plants, and take care of his two cats. I decided I would be crazy if I passed up the opportunity to stay in such a beautiful house stocked with food and an amazing view overlooking the town we both grew up in. This was the summer of 2014, and even though I was in college, I didn't have any classes that semester, and I didn't have much going on, so I figured I'd sleep over and watch the house while staying in one of the guest rooms. The first couple of days were pretty calm, just feeding the cats and making sure everything was locked. I'd sometimes invite some other of our friends over to hang out and swim in the pool and play ping pong. I was mindful not to keep any doors open, since the house was in the woods. Bears would often show up in his backyard, but as long as you yelled or waved your arms around, they were normally frightened off. One night, I was in my room and I was watching television. I kept the window open to let some cool, fresh air in, when suddenly an awful smell entered the room. One of the cats was on the bed with me, so naturally I started looking around to see if maybe it threw up or maybe it peed or pooped. But I didn't see anything and actually the cat had lifted its head up too and was sniffing the air. I didn't find anything out of the ordinary in the room. That's when I went to the window to look out to see what might be out there. Maybe a skunk. But all was fine at least from what I could tell because it was basically pitch black on that side of the house. I started to call out for the other cat but nothing. When I started thinking about it, I hadn't really seen him all day. I closed the window so that the cat on the bed wouldn't get out and looked for the other cat. When I left the room, I could hear something, really faint. It sounded like scratching or a rubbing sound. 
Now, mind you, this house has seven rooms upstairs and four bathrooms. I checked each and every one of them and headed downstairs calling for the missing cat. I saw that his food bowl was empty, so he was definitely in the house, but he wasn't in the kitchen. Just then, a faint flash of light and some quick movement caught my eye outside by the pool. It looked like something was by the pool drinking water. I walked down the hallway leading to the sliding glass door that faces the pool, and there I found the cat, scratching like crazy at the glass door to get in. I could see a large hairy animal kneeling next to the pool, leaning over to take a drink. I couldn't believe a bear had made its way to the pool. I leaned in closer to the glass to look outside and to get a better look, but the silhouette I was looking at wasn't exactly a bear. I flipped on the light switch next to me to turn on the outside light. The creature slowly lifted its head and turned back towards me. This thing was massive, built like a linebacker but bigger, and hairy from head to toe with filthy dark brown hair. The pool water was dripping from its mouth as it stared back at me. The cat started to hiss. This beast looked back at me. Its face was sort of like a monkey or an ape. Then it ran off. Its strides were amazing. Maybe four or five steps and it was already out of my line of sight. I then felt safe enough to open the sliding glass door to get a better look at it running away. But boy did I regret that. That awful smell from earlier, that smell was from that thing. I reeled back from the door almost choking from the smell and the cat bolted back inside. Outside, I could hear trees and bushes moving. What was crazier was that I could still hear its footsteps. Rapid, loud stomps as it ran off into the distance. I closed the sliding glass door and I locked it. There was a dark filth that sank to the bottom where it had been drinking. Thankfully, this smell had been blown off by the mountain breeze. But the creature had left behind a trail of dirt and fur. I walked over to the grass where it had taken off. There, I saw the most enormous footprints that I have ever seen. The grass wasn't even wet or damp, which means this thing was heavy enough to press into the hard ground. The rest of the time there, nothing else happened. I fed the cats, cleaned the litter box, watered the plants, and every night I would wait around to see if this creature would come back. That thing never came back, and luckily I never smelled that smell again. When my friend finally came home, he asked how everything was. I didn't say anything about what I saw and said all was fine. I knew he wouldn't believe my story. I never really told anyone about it. But since then, I've looked up these stories online that are similar to what I saw. All the research that I've done matches what seems to be a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot. They all line up with exactly what I saw that night. I've randomly asked my friend if he's ever seen anything strange out there, but he always says no. I've never taken care of the house again. I say no and that I'm busy with work or school, but it's always a lie. I just don't know what to do if that thing got into the house. What could you do?